The Blues Hockey Podcast. Also, Jason along with Chris. Yo, let me rephrase that. Very tired, Chris Frank. Very tired. Yeah. Are we are we somewhat world famous now because of uh, all the uh, Twitter and social media action that happened off of the picture? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got the the got the first I think inkling of what the uh, reverse retros look like because Chris got uh, myself a beanie for uh, my fortieth, and it wound up being. Pretty much the reverse retro, you know, like that was the the logo from the original concept jerseys, and that's pretty much where the reverse retros were. So kind of cool. I mean, that, that kind of went we, viral amongst. Yeah, blues we Twitter. may not be the we may not be the original blues podcast, but we're uh, we're we're world famous now. Yeah, world. Oh, that's what they all changed up. World famous blues podcast. Boom, yep. we got it now. So uh, we got that. I hope I didn't get retros. anybody at Rally House fired. By the way, I hope not. I'm ninety nine percent sure. Like as soon as I saw that on the on the rack, I was like, "I bet I know what that is, and I bet that's not supposed to be on the floor yet." And that was about ten days early, ten, yeah, right, about yeah. almost two weeks, yeah, almost two yeah, weeks early. What, when was your party? Let's see, the eighth. Yeah, and they I revealed it. The before. yeah, and they revealed it the uh, seventh this week. So the seventeenth, eighteenth. So yeah, what two weeks? It's about two weeks. weeks. Yeah, two so weeks a little division early, yeah. early. Whoopsies, I guess Oops. you could say. Yeah, so things happen. So we have we'll talk about all the reverse retros and kind of ones that we also like besides the Blues one, but we're we'll also discuss uh, the Blues' first three games of the year. So the Blues have the weirdest schedule to start the season, not playing that many games. Starting late, uh, a bunch of teams have played almost six games, and the Blues have only played two leading up to Friday, or excuse mm-hmm. me, Saturday when they played Edmonton. Uh, some teams are going to reach seven or more by the time the blues get to like next week, they're still about three games behind people, which is ridiculous because at the end of the season is where it's going to get them. Cause they're going to wind up yeah, having, man. I think it's 31 games in 63 days, which is pretty much every other day. So it's going to be ridiculous for the blues at the end of the season. So they'll be playing catch up. It, unfortunately, that worries me just because I feel like, um, to bring it back to football, my team's on bye week this week. And it's I love it because they're coming off of a big win the week before. And now they have a week off. But now you're going to go through the gauntlet of the rest of the season with no break. And I feel like with the Blues, there's two ways to look at this end of the season. One is they're going to be used to playing a lot, which when you're in the playoffs, you pretty much play every other day. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that coin is that team's going to be gassed. Like that team is going to desperately want some time to mend injuries and let bruises heal and whatnot. And so you almost kind of hope that, you know, this team, should they qualify for the playoffs, which I think they will, can make a a quick work of their first opponent and get some time to relax and, and heal. Yeah. And hopefully the depth winds up paying off for the Blues and they have pretty decent depth all around. Uh, to make it easier for them later on 
Uh, so the Blues kind of tested early on the depth, uh, which we'll talk about leading into the third game. But let's get into the first game first, and then we'll get into the Blues news at the end. So Blues start off the season at home against the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are be playing their third game then. Um, Blues start off well. Everybody's worried about the power play after um, Jim Montgomery leaves. Like, how's it going to look? Didn't look bad to start. Pavel Bouchard gets the first goal of the season on the power play about five minutes into the first period from Tori Krug off a one-timer. Uh, kind of like the opposite side of where David Perron used to set up. Mm-hmm. So one-timer, top corner, pretty great goal. Um, we saw in the power play set up, we've got another one later on there. The person who is taking over for David Perron on his side is Jordan Cairo. And yeah. that, that I think is a, obviously going to be the obvious move due to giving him the big contract and his skill set. But I think it's going to be time for him to grow into that spot because you can see he kind of like was pressing and yes. – kind of over overpassed on one time and then shot into pads on another time. So he'll get used to that kind of spot eventually, I think, but uh, it's a work in progress to say the least, but Bujnevitz gets the first goal of the season on the power play. The blues take an early one enough to lead in the first period. So, yeah, you know, the but, team looks good. It's, it's one of the things that we didn't necessarily talk a ton about when we did our preview was that there's not a lot of, of the national hockey writers that are picking the blues to make the playoffs. Oh yeah. You know, there's there's quite a few that are are picking, you know, Colorado, Minnesota, Dallas, and Nashville to finish yeah. ahead. And I I get that the Blues lost David Perron and Huso. we lost Billy Huso. But you know, Billy Huso was never our, our true number one. Like he filled in last year because Bennington had a down year. But aside from losing David Perron, the subtractions that the Blues have were by and large role players. Um, so I don't know why everyone was quick to write off the Blues this year. And in fact, if you look at the, I, again, we're two weeks into the season, Minnesota's effing terrible. Yeah. Mark Andre Fleury is statistically Ooh, between he's stats my fantasy, and fantasy goalie. stats. Yeah, he is the worst goalie, unfortunately, so far. He is trash. Yeah, he has not been great so far, and that team has not been great so far. But, uh, yeah, so it's kind of weird that they picked – we always talked about that. We thought they were kind of, you know, pick this as the beginning of the end for the Blues and their windows closing. I don't think that's necessarily yet. Um, I think they still have enough pieces to make a run. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting that they're not even picked to make the playoffs. Like, I think the two big ones, I know over on ESPN, I know Greg Wyshynski – Pick, did not pick them to make the playoffs. I know Butchergrass did not pick them to make the playoffs. So it's, I thought it was interesting that, and then yeah, I saw some people pick the Blues to finish second in division. So it's very yeah. odd on some of the, but some of the ones that more notable names that you know did not pick the Blues to win, which I thought was interesting. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? Like, I get wanting to pick Nashville because they they did make some good moves, but. I don't know if they made that many great moves. And as far as Dallas goes, and we've talked about this the last few years, I always feel like Dallas is that sexy pick that everyone wants to pick, and then they don't do a damn thing. Yeah, started off well this year. I'll say that much. Ottinger's played well. They're 4-0-1 as of uh, us recording, which is about 3 o'clock on the 23rd. So, But still, yeah, who knows how long that will hold up, too. So same with the Blues. So who knows? But the Blues go into the second period – 
Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko gets a goal from Justin Falk and Robert Thomas off a kind of a broken play and a good cycle down by Thomas and Falk feeds it over to Tarasenko. But unfortunately, the Blues can't hold the lead and kind of a broken play. Watching this, it was kind of a three on uh, three on three. And Johnny Goudreau took a shot and it basically went up the brazing, uh, went up the shaft of Colton Perico's stick, hit nice. him in the face and kind of stunned him. And then Gustav Nyquist was driving to the net and was able to bury the puck past uh, Jordan Bennington. So it was kind of weird because with Pareko stunned, he just didn't know where the puck was. And Luddy was on the other side. So the puck was just kind of right there in open slot and easy goal for Nyquist. Uh, unfortunately, the lead did not last because 17 seconds later, Sean Corrales gets his first uh, using his speed and gets around Mikola and goes top shelf on Jordan Bennington, who went for the uh, poke check a little, I'd say about a second too early. So basically leaving the top part of the net open and yep. two to two game going into the third period. Uh, the blues, it was kind of back and forth for a while there, but then the blues start getting some traction. And then finally a really good setup by the, by Shen. So Shen and Bushnev set up Ivan Barbashev for his first of the year. Uh, and then right after that, a really great goal by Jake Neighbors, who had the puck in the slot and basically, you know, tucked it around two different guys and was able to backhand it past Elvis uh, Merzlikens. So that was about 20 seconds after Barbashev's goal. So uh, Letty's second career NHL goal, or to be Neighbors' second career NHL goal from Letty and Shen. And Vladimir Tarasenko finishes off after a really bad. Uh, as much as the blue, I know Blues fans, especially uh, our friend Mike, yells at the Blues about getting the puck out of their end. I will yeah, say Columbus, Columbus was a lot worse, a lot noticeably worse at that than we were. We were constantly getting pucks and getting turnovers and getting extra chances in their zone, and that's what resulted in this goal. Vladimir Tarasenko off a faceoff. Uh, Johnny Goudreau was pulled back on defense for the pull, not getting ready to be pulled the extra uh, attacker for the goalie. Yep. And Goudreau just kind of started the back pedal too early and lost his balance. And Tarasenko got the puck and took a quick shot and beat uh, Elvis Merzlikens, who was kind of getting ready to go to the bench and nothing could do there. So the Blues, a nice opening night, five to two win. So pretty good game to start the year. Agreed. So, against again against team another team be. that because they picked up you know Johnny Zero. Hockey is yeah. kind of a sexy pick this year. Yeah, so the Blues have a couple of days off, and then they venture up to uh, Seattle for early uh, season game against the Kraken. So this is the very first game that the Blues get to play against former St. Louis Blue, uh, Jaden Schwartz, who was yep. hurt, only played thirty five games last year, so he's healthy to start the season. Uh, and the Seattle Kraken, uh, you know, I thought didn't look great to start this game. Uh, we'll talk about the mic'd up, what Jordan Kyrie, well, excuse me, what Jaden Schwartz said to Vladimir Tarasenko early in this uh, game. But uh, Jordan Kyrie, as a power play expires, uh, gets the puck and gets his first goal here from Pareko and Letty to at the 7-16 mark. Uh, unfortunately, the Blues kind of scramble shortly after that in their end. And uh, Puck, like we talked about, probably should have been cleared and should have been taken out way before. But unfortunately, Pareko and Letty got hemmed in. And Wenberg feeds Will Borgen for his first at the 10-51 mark. Uh, luckily, you're still playing. Seattle is definitely still an expansion team. Oh, yes, they are. 
So you could so uh, even though they got they got they picked up a lot of you know name guys like Philip Grubauer, Jaden Schwartz, uh, Jordan Eberle, uh, Adam Larson, guys that you know names of, but still very much don't have that go to guy yet. Uh, so they they just looked lost in their defensive end. Uh, one guy who was not great this game was Vince Dunn, who was out there for uh, three goals he, in the first period. The same Louis Blues, which we'll get to. Yeah, so Jaden, uh, excuse me, Braden Shen gets his first from Tarasenko and Thomas. Good forechecking by this line. Tarasenko gets it from uh, Vince Dunn behind the net. Braden, Short, uh, Braden Shen gets the easy tap and goal right in front after Grubauer tried to kind of play this, and there was miscommunication. But uh, later on, Justin Falk gets his first from Shen and Tarasenko. Uh, basically, a tic-tac-toe play, and Shen uh, feeds Falk, who is streaking through the middle of the uh, ice and goes forehand-backhand on Grubauer for his first of the year at the 12-12 mark, and Blues have an early 3-1 to lead. Which you would assume would be safe against the Seattle Kraken. Correct. But you and, would assume wrong. And we went back to our, uh, we like to call it um, our the shitty seconds, because that's what happens with the Blues. They just don't, the second period is just not great. And nope. there's really, and it doesn't matter who, the Blues have turned over personnel, they've turned over um, coaches. I mean, you pl- teams have turned over, it's just weird how every, like, it was very odd if the Blues played really well in the second period. Yes. So, Unfortunately, we went back to the shitty seconds, and Ryan Donato gets his first from uh, Tanev and Wright. Uh, Shane Wright almost gets his first uh, NHL goal in the third period, too, which we'll get to. He hit the post, which made it a little hairy for the Blues, but Adam Larson gets his second from Wenberg and Borkstrand. So 3-3 three to three late, in the, late in the second. Uh, going to the third, a lot of back and forth here, and we talked about Shane Wright hitting the post. Uh, Jordan Bennington played very well again. I mean, we talk, we didn't really talk much about the first game, which I didn't think he was really tested in the Columbus game. I agree. But he played very well in this game. Um, and also and he had a couple, a couple, one chance in overtime that he stopped that was really well. It was a breakaway uh, that he was stopped as well in the third period that I thought was really key. key. Um, there were no goals in the third period, so they hold on. But then they go to overtime where – Tarasenko feeds Justin Falk for his second of the game and an overtime winner off a absolute snipe. Excuse me, I said it at Grubauer. It was Martin Jones who was in that. Excuse me. Correct. So, so remember Martin Jones, it was definitely the Martin Jones from uh 2019 still was still in that. I, I forgot do. that I forgot that he was even in Seattle. Yeah, he did just signed this offseason. So he yeah. was in Philly last year. So he got bought out by San Jose, went to Philly for the shared role, and then signed with uh, Seattle after what their goalie uh, Dreiger is hurt to start the year. So they need a backup. So uh, Martin Jones was Martin Jones. Martin Jones. <laughs> Martin Jones. And uh, so the one thing I want to talk about this game, there's two things. So one, and I'm not bagging on the guy. It's just, it's noteworthy. So we're going to bring it up. And it was his first game against the blues ever. Uh, but Jaden Schwartz was a minus four. Yep. On the game. Uh, so they had him mic'd up because this is the first this is a game on TNT. So TNT had the game and it was a late game that night for Blues fans, a nine o'clock game. And uh, he was talking to Tarasenko at the opening face off and he said, Hey, don't be a shooter tonight, be a passer. 
which was funny because you say that oh, obviously Vlad Tarasenko, a very good, prolific scorer. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? He had three assists that night. So he was a passer, especially, and he was a passer on the overtime goal as well. So be careful what you ask for. That was just funny that that was what it says that made the rounds on Twitter. I thought was really funny that he, you know, asked him to be a passer and, and three assists and uh, played really well overall. So uh, I agree. Tarasenko started off really well this year. So uh, contract year for him uh, with the Blues, maybe without or another team, but looking well to start the season. Yeah. So. Uh, for whoever you want to say, this is probably the first big test for the Blues was just yesterday, Saturday, a weird afternoon game, 3 o'clock on a Saturday. Uh, the Blues are in Edmonton. Uh, Jake Neighbors has a bunch of uh, family and friends there. He was, remember, he was uh, for his junior team, was the Edmonton Oil Kings. So he had, mm-hmm. uh, so he was, uh, you know, looking forward to this game. Obviously, Pareko's from the area. Um, no, Clem Costin on the team. He's in the minor league, some of the big trade that happened before the season we've talked about. So, obviously, our guy is still in the minors. Samorkov is in the, uh, I think, third pairing on Springfield that I saw the other night. I think so. So, so uh, it is what it is. But the Blues uh, start off well this game. The power play seems to be not going pretty well uh, overall. They did, they kind of sputtered there a little bit uh, after the first goal in Columbus. But they get another goal back here. Uh, Corey Krug from the point. He beats Jack Campbell. Uh, might have been a screen in front by one of their defensemen, but um, I, I, yeah, I couldn't tell. So, uh, but he's a nice goal for Krug. He's you know as much as you know people bag on him for whatever reason, but good goal by him. An assist from once again Vladimir Tarasenko and Jay and uh, I keep saying Jane Shen, but it's it's Braden Shen. So they each have their fourth assist already this year. So both of them starting off really well. Uh, this game was, I, I didn't say boring by any means, but a very defensive game. And the Blues played, this has to be, and this is going to sound like bad, but like for a defensive game, locking a team down that's you're, you need to lock a team down, this is up there with like when the Blues locked down game seven. Yeah. Because just like, Middleton made, made good saves. And, but in a couple, like, you know, high danger ones. But overall, the Blues locked McDavid and Dreisaitl down. A total of five shots for the game. Uh, and you never really heard them. They, you know, you saw McDavid rush up the ice, but they played great. Um, the Blues had to go 11-7 and seven this game due to Pavel Bushnevitz not be, being hurt the last two games. It looked like he was ready to go practice the day before. And then the game time decision, they said they need to get more, t- they get some tests done when he gets back to St. Louis. Yeah. So he's I, probably out Winnipeg, which is tomorrow night. And then the Blues are back against Edmonton on Wednesday this week. So you might not see him until then, if not later in the week. Hopefully it's I nothing serious. But in, uh, in regards to this game, I thought the most impressive thing was the fact that the Blues played a very clean game. This was a fast game because there was only two penalties called the entire game. And yep. the Blues didn't get a penalty called against them until late in the third. Yeah, and it was a it was a interference. It was like a pick, and it was very. I say I see why they called it, but at the same time, I thought it was ticky tacky kind of stuff. Like I think it was just. I agree. Walker, like, was literally going to the corner, stopped when the puck was going there, and was right in front of the guy. Which your goal as a you know teammate, you're trying to get your guy some open space as much as possible. But did he like 
push on the guy or hold him in place? No, he kind of stopped in front of him and just skated with him. But anyway, yeah. play, the Blues played very well on the power play. The power play, another notable thing, the Blues are have had five power plays against so far this season. And Chris, within a, a margin of three shots, how many shots have the Blues let up this uh, so far this season on the on 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 the penalty on the penalty kill? I will say three, a combination of three and five. Yes, so you would be a smidgen off, and it is they've had zero shots against so far this year. So I mean, look, that's that's impressive, and that's one of the things that. You know, we we both said going into this season, what concerned us was the defense and goaltending. And again, very small sample size, but some quality opponents. Uh, the Blues have stood strong on the PK. Now, granted, there is only one against Edmonton, but by and large, you can't complain with what's happening on defense. Um I think that the Letty and Pareko pairing is turning out to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just hope that they can keep this up because right now, you know, this looks to be more like the Blues team that it was not that would go out and score two or three, or then shut it down, as opposed to last year where the team was scoring four or five goals and then just hoping that they could hang on. Um, but yeah, this it's it's an incredible stat to think that through three games they haven't just given up a goal on the penalty kill. They haven't given up a shot. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So so definitely kudos to uh, the defense and also you know obviously Mike Van Ryan, Steve Ott, those guys are been key on everything and maybe and also coach uh, Craig McTavish who was back behind the bench on an opposing team for the first time in Edmonton in quite some time. So. Uh, yeah, it seems like everything's working well so far. So we'll keep that. Um, the eleven and seven combination, I've never been a massive fan of, but I get why they did it because they Same. the amount of time McDavid and Dry Seidel are out there, and you just they have a lot of speed in the Blues. You know, Thomas, Kyrou are pretty solid on the speed, but overall, outside of that, you don't have guys who are, you know, you know, very very fast. So agreed. So good that they were able to do that. So, but luckily Justin Falk seals it late in the third off a face-off win and he rifles it from behind the red line, which is, you know, the red line that goes behind the goal, basically. Uh, from there, it kind of hits the defenseman who was at the point just enough to direct it towards the goal and it goes into the net. The Blues get uh, the win two to nothing, uh, a shutout for Jordan Bennington. Um, so, He's playing well, had some great saves late in that period. It seemed like the Oilers turned it on near the end of that, especially with that power play. And uh, you got to be happy with that. So the Blues start off 3-0 this season. I don't know what else you can really complain about, honestly. So we'll uh, – There's nothing to. Yeah. So this week is a pretty busy week for the Blues. They're finished with their little road trip here uh, against Winnipeg. And they come home against the Edmonton Oilers. So play them again. And then you take a quick trip down to Nashville on Thursday and back home to play old friend Jake Allen in the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday. So fun times. Busy week. Uh, a lot of winnable games there. Uh, Winnipeg is always a, always a tough draw, but I think they're very beatable. 
Uh, obviously, Edmonton just played well. I'm not expecting the same result, but hey, if you played them well, you at least you know the formula to shut them down if they don't make it. It's up to them to make adjustments. Uh, Nashville, I'm kind of curious to see how they look. They've been okay so far at two, four, and one. Uh, and then Montreal's been, they got the number one pick coming in. Jake Allen is their number one goalie now. They got some young uh, guys up there, so they're trying to go through their little bit of a rebuild. Uh, also notable, which I was going to bring up to you, Chris, do you know who has been a healthy scratch for them so far this year? I do not. A uh, guy that we remember we used to pant, we were used to pine for back in the day. Uh, Jonathan Juen has been a healthy scratch. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So remember we were remember the the rumored trade back in the day was Kevin Shattenkirk for Jonathan Drouin. And they wound up being a pretty good trade for them as they got Sergeyev for Jonathan Drouin. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty much helped uh, Tampa to be the team they are right now. So that's how you build the team. So anyway, those things knocked out. We'll get into our Blues news. we got a couple of things to talk about. Uh, we'll do, before we get to the reverse retro talk, that'll be our probably most... Uh, talked about segment here but we talked about last time the blues hall of fame that was the big like hey who you voting for who's getting in uh they have the 10 you know people who are automatically and the automatics were um bernie federico bob gasoff brett hall dan kelly al mckinnis barkley plager bob plager chris pronger uh the solomons and brian sutter so basically anybody either very key to the, you know, I say starting of the blues or has a number retired, you're automatically in. Right. So they brought in, they're decided to do four, they, four people are getting in. So I was a a little shocked, but it makes sense that they're going with a lot of, a lot of people who are, uh, I say original, but like older blues, nobody played the blues since 19, pretty much the eighties, the early eighties. All these were in the 60s and 70s. So Red Berenson, very deserved. Scotty Bowman, very deserved, obviously, taking the Blues to the first three Stanley Cups. Glenn Hall, very deserved. And Gary Unger, once again, very deserved. So yeah. those are your four other ones that will be inducted to the Blues Hall of Fame, along with the other 10 that we talked about, the automatic inductions, on the January 14th game. So what do you think about those four that got in? I mean, I, you know, I can't bitch about that. They're all deserving of it, you know, and, and it doesn't surprise me that they went older first. It, it makes sense. Um, obviously, there's a lot of names on that list that should be and ultimately will get in. Um, I, I, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, when they had the list of all the people who you could vote for in there, it's like, I can see all those people in the Hall of Fame, like if they were doing this for years and years and years. 100%. Like, yeah, like Pavel Dimitra, like I easily, you know, and obviously my uh, affection for Barry Jackman, I would love to sure. see him in there. But, you know, Keith Kachuk, guys like that, like I easily see being in, but uh, just not that time yet. If they do four year, they'll easily have that, build that up real quickly and over the years. Yes, I agree. So the Blues talked to the Blues put out their couple things. They put out their jersey schedule. So that's one thing. So the Blues are wearing five different jerseys throughout the year. So the normal road and home away ones. Those are their normal kind of ones. They're having the reverse retro. That's the new one, not the red one. That was last was a last, yeah last year's red one. It's not that one. That one has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games total this year. Yep. 
and a game that we will talk about, they're actually wearing the. So uh, we'll get into that one in a second. But the the '90s one, which was much aligned the cl- quote unquote clown jersey. I loved it. I, I still mean, love even it. Back if in the day, I loved it. But you know, again, it's popular own. now because everything in the '90s is cool. Yes, uh, the only one game, March 9th. So that's the only game they're doing that. The uh, I say they call it the Heritage jersey now. The original Winter Classic jersey. Yeah. Um, that gets one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games this year. Isn't that the Sunday jersey now or the Saturday jersey now? Sa- I think it's like their Saturday jersey. And then obviously the regular home and the regular away jersey. Yeah. So are um, they wearing the road winter classic jersey at all? No, that is not. Uh, that's what I thought was very odd. The cream one that they wore last yeah. year, that is not on the jersey schedule. Got it. I was kind of bummed by that because I really do like that jersey, honestly. I, I do like too. It. I. I don't really hate too many things, honestly. So uh, I know some people were not a fan of the new reverse retro. So uh, you have, it's definitely been around online. We talked about uh, our picture that kind of went viral across uh, Blue's Twitter and some and definitely uh, hockey jersey Twitter for a while there that Chris got a mm-hmm. lot of retweets off of that. So the Blues get do their first ever all pretty much predominantly yellow. Let's put it that way. Predominantly yellow jersey. So I don't hate it at all. So that's the, the front of it, it. You know, they did actually have lettering. It says St. Louis Blues on the front of the jersey, which we kind of talked about in the past. The one jersey from the 80s where it just says uh, blues. blues on it. Like we were hoping something like that would happen, but they, they did pretty close. They used the original concept jersey mm-hmm. uh, that was worn during like press conferences and stuff. So they never wore this jersey on the ice. They wore the, only... the concept jersey, they did during what that skills competition right yes. after the. Winter Classic 2017. That's the closest the, they the, did. The One Nation Classic or whatever the hell they called it. Yeah, so that's the closest time they've worn it. So uh, you go to our Twitter. Go to, you know, just you know, there's a bunch of a bunch of stuff out there. We were, we were heavily putting stuff out that day. You can easily see a picture if you haven't seen it yet. Um, you can get your jersey already. Pre-order it if you'd like at the STL Authentics. So of note uh, for jersey people like Chris and myself, uh, for if you're getting a men's jersey, you can only get authentic jersey. Yeah. They're not selling the breakaway uh, oh, fanatics uh, one, at least at STL Authentics. I'll tell you right now it's coming. If memory serves, when they did the retro jersey, the the what's now the third jersey for the Blues, the old mm-hmm. 90s clown jersey, you could only pre-order an authentic. But when they actually hit the shelves, they had a very small amount of fanatics because I actually, this is back when I was heavier. I ordered a size 60 uh, authentic, which is supposed to be like a four X mm. and it fit me like a sausage casing. And I went down to the arena and exchanged it for the only three X they had as a fanatics. And it fit me great for whatever reason. If you're a bigger dude, the Fanatics jerseys are not as form-fitting as the uh, the Adidas are. There's mm-hmm. no way they're not going to make it. They may not make a ton, but there's no way because they're going to find ways to get money out of everyone. And there's just people out there who, plain and simple, ain't going to drop $200 on a blank jersey, but they'll spend $150. Yeah, that person would be me. So, uh, And then also, if you wanted – uh, they only offered O'Reilly and Bennington as like the quote unquote pre or like you can pre made jerseys. If you wanted, are let's you say, shocked about that? 
a little bit because in the past they always had Tarasenko, and I was mildly shocked what Tarasenko wasn't at least an option as well. I was or even shocked Jordan that, Cairo, considering that, like yep. he was an All Star last year, won the I fastest thought you'd skater. Have at least I thought you'd have Bennington and O'Reilly, but I thought you would also have at least one of Cairo or Thomas as a, as a possibility. Yeah, so the reverse retro, so you can get those uh, November starting November fifteenth is when they'll be available at the uh, I got authentic note. store. Stand and by, the, I can read you what, what the Blues sent me yesterday. And it'll be it, debut on the ice in November 17th against uh, the Washington Capitals. We got a, I got a note yesterday that said I basically had 48 hours to either change or cancel my order. At that point, it was uh, locked in. And they would start shipping out, they said, the first week of November. Yeah, so they'll be available at the store on the 15th, according to what they say here on the uh, on the Internet. Uh, so the dates that they'll be there, so we talked about the 17th, November 21st, December 8th, December 11th, December 29th, January 10th, and an important day now, January 24th, against the Buffalo, uh, how do you say the last name, Chris? Buffalo, what's it? The Sabres. Ah, uh, the Sabres. Yes, the Buffalo Sabres and Tage Thompson will be in town. So January 24th now, which uh, which obviously I listened to, and we've talked about these guys quite a bit. Uh, but the British show, the British show night, the Blues is January 24th. They've been teasing a pretty cool giveaway item. So I highly suggest you guys get your tickets for that uh, game. They're going to announce it. Well, this will probably be out the day they announce it on this Monday, the 24th. Yep. So make sure you get those tickets. Chris and I will be there. So come by sure. and say hi. And um, I, I, I've i been sworn to secrecy as to what the item is, but I have seen uh, a picture of what it is, and it is badass. You will, yeah. If you are a Blues fan, if you are a Point fan, it is 100% something you're going to want to get. Yep. So definitely get your tickets uh, for Riz Night at the Blues. January 24th, I believe, is a Tuesday. So uh be a fun night that night so um it'd be really cool so i'm looking forward to that want to talk about that i think we nailed all the blues stuff and also we get to see the reverse retros on the ice so that's even cooler yeah, so it'll be the awesome. last time that they wear it uh at least scheduled to wear it at least on the ice so for there so blues got a busy week coming up i think uh everything is going well right now you really can't argue what the blues are doing on the ice i mean to start you know. the minor league uh the the Springfield Thunderbirds are off to a rough start. Picked it up over the weekend, did the season sweep against uh, the Belleville Senators. So they're 2 3 and 1 now. So that's nice. So it seems like they're getting their footing. Uh, the goalie that came over from Russia, Vladimir Shoshenko, I said that 100% right. Correct. Um, and he uh, got the wins over the weekend. So kind of cool that you see that kind of uh, a guy stepping in and playing well. Uh, so nice to keep finding prospects from all over the place. So, uh, Bushnevitz hopefully will be coming back soon, but that's about the only only complaint we can really have so far this week. Yeah, man. I really, I mean, you you can nitpick because you can always nitpick. But the fact of the matter is, you can't you can't be too upset with the three and O team who's beaten not just the Edmonton Oilers, who's a top pick to to win the cup if they can get past Colorado, but a Columbus team which people are really high on right now as well. And I mean, if you want to bitch about them blowing the lead in in Seattle, fine. The fact of the matter is, they came back and won the game. 
And also just the, the next night, Seattle went to Colorado and beat Colorado in regulation three to two. That's crazy. I saw that. I mean, so, look, Colorado's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, they're not going to go 82 and 0. Yeah. But still, it's good to have. It's great to have. I mean, yeah. So I'll, look, I'll those, take those it. Those are the and teams you need to stack up points on. Like yeah. you should get two points out of Seattle. Yeah, or at least yeah, keep getting keep getting points. That's my thing. Just keep banking points as best you can and move yep. forward. Uh, one note that I had on here, real quick. What a what other reverse retro jersey? I got, I saw a lot of like people not really digging them this year for some reason. You know, I I would say by and large I don't like the bulk of them as much as I did two years ago. Mm-hmm. That said, I think the ones that really knocked it out of the park really knocked it out of the park. I love both. I, honestly, all three of the New York area teams I think are great. The Islanders is, I think, the top class this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rangers is great. I love the New Jersey one, which is paying homage to the Kansas City Scouts slash yep. Colorado Rockies. Um I don't hate the Florida one. Everyone seems to love the Florida one. And I, I think it's okay. 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 Yeah. Um, Chicago's is awful. Detroit's, Detroit's awful. awful. Yeah. Um, uh, San Jose's is great. I like, I like San Jose's. I, I wish they would have gone all in and had it say seals. I get, it's not the same team. So I know why they didn't. I wonder if um, who has a trademark for that. It would be the stars, wouldn't it? Because right? memory serves like the seals went from Oakland to Ohio, and then got folded into the stars, right? I think. So I would assume Dallas has the the rights Trademark. to that. You would think. I'm sure they um, had to. Sure they had to, Maybe that's why they couldn't pull the seals off. Maybe that's why they could do not. basically all but it. But yeah, yeah, I like the aesthetic of it for sure. Um, I like the Arizona one, although it's essentially the same jersey, just orange. Yeah, it just kind of did a little um, different design on it. Um, Calgary's, I, I thought, do like odd. the Edmonton one. I know you don't. I like the Edmonton one. I like yeah. that they went back to the Seth McFarland jersey. Or, I'm sorry, um, not Seth McFarland. Tom McFarland? Uh, who's the, Tom McFarland, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Seth McFarland is family guy. Correct. Tom McFarland. Spawn, correct. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, if I had to put my other, two other favorites, if I was going to buy jerseys, um islanders and yeah. just because i always like the logo and it's ridiculous uh boston with the pooh bear is back yeah i'm kind of shocked they went back to that because man that was a much maligned jersey yeah i kind of like i kind of like that one so that just makes me uh makes me there smile. were three back in the 90s there would have been four if st louis actually worn it but they didn't there were three jerseys when they did the the third jerseys in the 90s that everybody crapped on and it was boston Anaheim and LA. Anaheim brought it back two years ago with Reverse Retro, the and now duck, right? it. I'm wondering if we're gonna if they do a third round. I'm wondering if LA will bring back the Burger King jersey. Yeah. So remember, um, which you can buy right now on Fanatics website for a, a billion dollars for a Gretzky jersey, and I was like, I want it, but I'm not paying you what you want for that piece of crap. Correct. But um, yeah, Adidas loses. Remember, they lose. This is the last year for jerseys from Adidas. Yeah. So I would imagine that means everybody gets new jerseys next year. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it, which uh, uh, we know a couple people in the do jerseys around town. 
uh, supposedly, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Mitchell and Ness is supposedly might be the next uh, jersey maker. Really? I didn't know that they did current stuff. I thought they just they licensed don't. stuff. They don't. That's the hmm. thing. So uh, that's the Get rumor ready for around. everyone to have new old jerseys. It'll be interesting to see what they do since you have a uh, – obviously they're a very popular jersey because a lot of those old jerseys go for a lot of money. So uh, we'll see what happens yeah. there. So that's kind of what I heard, but we'll see what the, happens there. So we'll wrap it up there. Uh, if you get a hold of us on the Twitters, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. I'm at Hossapalooza. If you want to find us on Facebook and Instagram, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Also on our website, you'll find all those links uh, uh, for our socials at blueshockeypodcast.net or .com. Either one will get you to the same place. You can listen to the podcast on there. You can find uh, some merch there. You can find all our sponsors there as well. First one being, uh, let's go with Lucky Lola's this week. So go ahead and find Lucky Lola's jalapeno sweet heat and Chris's favorite thing. Salmon rub. We got we got another warm streak in the, in the city. So get out there and rub your salmon while it's still warm. So you got that going on. Then you also have uh, Altered State Comics. So if you go to Altered State still, I talked about last podcast and we'll, we extended it just because it's just been kind of crazy around here. So go ahead and go up there and buy some comics and spend 10 bucks. And then you can get uh, entered to win a basically opening couple week uh, prize pack from us. So go up there, get a ticket. Maybe you'll win some stuff. So, and you can find them at 671 Big Ben Road in Manchester, Missouri. Open uh, Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, obviously disclosed on Mondays. So go check them out for sure. Uh, find all your comics and collectible needs there. And last but not least, our favorite place to eat is Rockstar Tacos at the Gaslight Lounge. Chris was there for trivia this week, and uh, coincidence, you say coincidence. I don't know what's coincidence. I mean... So coincidence, Chris is there, and uh, surprisingly, is a whole round on Guns N' Roses on music never trivia. Heard of yeah. Considering there's at least well, what we're doing is obviously via Zoom. Uh, Chris has at least one plaque behind it, right above his head right now. So I think that one's one too. Yeah. So at least two I can see. So, uh, and doesn't count the like handful of posters in your upstairs I mean, living I area. Probably, I probably could buy a car with the posters that I yes. got for the GNR tour. Yes. So, uh, yeah, but go to uh, Gaslight uh, open Tuesday through Saturday, five to 10. They're going to weekly special. So it looks like Will is going to start a new like theme special for the week. So this yeah, week, man, this one's this all week, fruit, all, all fruit this week from all that's, around the globe. That's great, I wish I was and in town. Everything he week. does is great. So go check him out this week uh, at four nine one six Shaw down uh, on the hill. Get some good food. Um, nothing bad there. So that's all I can say. So it's, I could there eat nothing bad. I can order one of everything on the menu and be blown away by every single thing. Correct. So go check everybody out today please so thanks for listening to us this week uh yeah we got busy couple weeks chris is uh kind of in town sort of chris is in town for two days this week chris is very busy so we'll uh we're gonna try to come at you and try next weekend if we can if not uh if not we will work on some work on bringing somebody in this case chris is falling over tired which he's pretty close (laughs) already Uh, it's a possibility for sure so Thanks for listening. Getting old, man. Getting old. I hear you, man. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you next time. See ya.